Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about how to measure security and its impact on the mission. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Matt Alderman, Vice President of Strategy with Tenable Network Security, and John Cheerhart. He's the Technical Director Federal, also with Tenable Network Security. John, Matt, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Matt, I want to toss this question your way, but John, I'd love your input on this as well. And the question is, why do organizations, specifically in government, still struggle to measure security? I think one of the challenges we have with measuring security is really trying to identify what are the right metrics to measure myself against, right? And so I think one of the big challenges that most organizations have is based on the business or the mission objectives, what are the appropriate objectives or metrics that I should be measuring? And then, therefore, how does that then equate into my security program? And when you align all those together, then I think we can be in a much better position to figure out how to measure. But I think where the struggle has been is most organizations don't go through those steps. They don't go through the basic risk assessment to identify what are the key objectives for the mission or for the for the business organization if we're talking outside of Fed, and then creating the appropriate set of metrics then to help try to measure those objectives. And that's that's probably where we see the biggest gaps right now in most of the security programs we see not only in Fed but pretty much within any organization around the world. I couldn't agree with that more. Um, really, the big thing is I, I've noticed is people think that measuring security is a one-size-fits-all thing. The government in particular has this obsession with dashboards, and they think that there's one dashboard that can truly just, you know, quantify uh, what, you know, security is, and, and that's a big misconception. That's absolutely correct. You will not find a uh, customer uh, other than the federal government that has such a diverse, uh, widely deployed uh, profile anywhere else in the world. The U.S. government by far has one of the most complex IT backbones. You know, when the mission of the Navy, for example, way different than the mission of the IRS, way different than the mission of NASA. And all these enclaves have different security postures. And it's really hard to make apples to apples comparisons when it comes to security. You have to know the mission. There's a big difference between air gap networks versus traditional networks. And and really, everyone just tries to force feed security into a uh, single pane of glass, and, and that's just not realistic. Without understanding the mission, there's no real way to truly quantify security. So, Matt, this begs the question, you talk about the right metrics. What are the proper metrics to use when measuring security? Yeah, so defining a good metric, I'm going to define this in two parts. I think the first part is, what are the characteristics of a good metric? And we typically focus on the SANS definition. They say that a, a metric should be SMART. That's an acronym, and, and I'll walk you through what those five uh, components are. The first one is specific. It has to be targeted to the area you're trying to measure. So metrics have to be specific. They need to be measurable, which means we can collect data about that particular area. They need to be actionable. So the data that I'm getting needs to be easily understood so I can actually do something with it. It needs to be relevant, which means it has to measure something that's important, again, tying it back to that objective. And then the last one is timely. Data has to be available when you need it. So a good metric should be kind of measured against those five characteristics. Is it specific? 
measurable, actionable, relevant, and timely. And if it's not, then it's probably not a good metric. Now, let's talk about the types of metrics that most would try to measure. Most of us will focus on operational or operations-based metrics, things like what's the percent of critical systems patched within my patch window. Those are very operational, but very important as long as they're aligned well to specific objectives. The other one that a lot of organizations, not as much in the Fed these days, but they're still outside of Fed, broader organizations, even within Fed in certain areas, there are compliance metrics, right? Compliance still matters in certain aspects. So sometimes you will have a set of uh, metrics that really help you understand compliance. So, you know, things like percent of critical systems within compliance, uh, whether it's a baseline standard from the federal government or some other security best practice. And then the last kind of category is then uh, what I call reporting metrics. And these are how do you report these metrics across different dimensions. It could be by agency, so you can start to measure some of your reporting requirements across different agencies or across locations within an agency. There, there's a lot of um, interesting ways to think about how to do baselines and comparisons. And so once you have good metrics, they will typically align then into one of those three categories. They're either going to be measuring your operations, your compliance, or you're going to be using them for some sort of baseline reporting. John, let me bring you back into the, the, the conversation here. When it comes to, I guess, measuring the metrics, what's the data that you need to be accurate? Well, the data that needs to be accurate is is all related about access to data. And this is where I think one of the big misnomers is, if I come to you on a street and I say, hey, what's your social security number and date of birth and mother's maiden name? Well, you're probably going to run or hopefully not tell me that information. Uh, when, when you go and interrogate a host on the network, you have to have the proper credentials. Now, if I pulled an FBI badge or something like that and said, hey, you know, I need to come and talk to you, you're going to share a little bit more information with me. Credential-based uh, scanning and non-credential-based scanning, they are data looks into the enterprise. A non-credentialed scan gives me a view of I've gained access to the enclave and I don't have rights to do anything, but what can I do? You know, can I, you know, sniff the network? Can I, you know, that's one aspect from, from that you need to be able to measure is what is my risk posture from the non-credential side. Then when you actually get elevated privileges or credential-based scanning, that's another view altogether. That's, I have the keys to the castle. What can I do from that? And both sets of data actually provide you completely different perspectives from a security picture, if you will, and you have to be able to account for it. The thing that is, in order to measure properly in security, you need to understand the different consumers of the data. There are many different consumers of security data, and, uh, and without understanding who those consumers are within your enterprise, you're not going to be able to get the, the proper metrics for actually doing risk management. The government is a big proponent of the ATO process, the authority to operate. Now, the ATO process does something unique in that what it does is it actually runs through a cyber-based analysis, but it also brings in the human capital aspect. You know, one could argue that uh, having leaky water pipes above a server rack is just as bad as not having an active service contract on your, your network. <clears throat> you know, if, if I lose a, a main board in one of my routers, you know, that's just as bad. That's a, that's a form of a denial of service attack. Same thing with a leaky water pipe. So what we have to look at is both the electronic uh, metrics, but we also need to look at the human capital metrics, and the ATO process was designed to do that. 
the problem is if that data is not timely, like what Matt said earlier, and we're not looking at the data, the human, the human aspect of it and the electronic aspect of it at the exact same time, if we're not actually looking at that data, then we're going to run into an issue. And what that issue really is is I can't make a risk-based decision uh, on data that's days, weeks, months old. And, and that's where the ATO process has historically suffered. John, if I could ask a follow-up question, how do you effectively collect this data, particularly in large organizations or large government agencies? Well, the way I've seen it most effectively done is when a security architect or uh, somebody in the C-suite decides to standardize on APIs, because here's the thing. Regardless of what vendor you have, there's not one vendor that does every cover every component of security. The, the network team has to work with uh, the vulnerability management team. The vulnerability management team has to work with endpoint prediction. There's so many layers of this onion. And historically, we've always been told layers of the onion, layers of the onion. But what we were never told is that the layers need to be able to talk to each other. We need to be able to standardize this data because if we can't standardize it, you know, we're, we're going to have fruit punch, really, when we're trying to really make apple juice. You have to be able to take this data, aggregate it effectively, and when you aggregate it, that means you have to standardize it, you have to bring context to it, and then you also have to bring that data in with the human capital aspect of it. You know, are you doing pen testing? Are you um, making sure that, you know, you, you have a, a redundant generator, you know, or a power source for your data center? All of this ultimately security data that, you know, it goes beyond vulnerability management. Vulnerability management is just a piece of that puzzle. So you have to standardize within the enterprise. And the, the most effective organizations I've seen realize that the API is at the heart of that because that helps us get the data into a, um, a central collection point from there, and then we're looking at it from the different views. Matt, up front we talked about the impact on the mission. In your experience, how does one align metrics to the mission? Yeah, and I think this is where the standard risk assessment process comes into play. Now, in, in the federal space, you have the risk management framework um, from NIST to, to really start that process, right? And, and what it boils down is understanding the objectives of the mission. That will then drive you to identify what are the controls that you want to have in place, and therefore, what are the metrics you need to measure those controls. It's a simple mapping process, but it really starts with the objectives of the mission, identifying the appropriate controls and then those those metrics for measurement. And that's the best way to kind of align these metrics back to the mission and be able to report to them in a language that the agencies will understand. Like John has said, right, lots of ways to collect data, lots of data and context around that data. But for the people um, that are doing the ATO, the, the authorization to operate, they need to understand the risk to that particular mission. And so if, if we can make sure that those metrics roll back into those objectives from the, from the mission directly, then it will be easier for them to make those risk-based decisions. And so that's kind of that initial process that I think most of the agencies will need to go through is build the risk management framework, build the objectives, identify those controls, and go measure them. And, and that will give them everything they need to help uh, the authorities, you know, make the right decisions when it comes to um, reducing risk for the overall mission. John, talk to me a little bit about Tenable's approach. How are you helping your customers to align their metrics to their missions? I, I really think it's it's all about visibility of the data and, and bringing context to the end user. 
Uh, every mission is really different, as I alluded to earlier. Um, it's, it's a lot different to run a scan on an aircraft carrier than it is to run one uh, in a Fortune 100 company. And so what, what Tenable allows uh, our customers to be able to do is to get that data and, and provide those views um, in an easy-to-read format based on the audiences um, that, are, that are ultimately going to consume them. Um, you know, we are, as I mentioned earlier, very much focused on our API. We, we know the power of it, and we realize that there's not one dashboard that will suit everybody. Um, you know, there's there's many different suggestions that we have. We, we've, we've got a very robust capability, but really what we're looking at is we're looking at how wide can we get in the enterprise, uh, because today sophisticated attacks can span different technologies, whether it's containers, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, router switch firewall, you know, attacks, um, even, you know, phishing attacks. There's a lot of different data sources, and the more access we have to the enterprise and to other disparate data sources, and the more we can bring that back to a central common location, we can provide that visibility in that context for our users. Gentlemen, final question for you. John, how about you take this first, and Matt, you wrap it up. And my question is, what's your advice? Where does one get started? when they want to make sure that they've got the right metrics and they want to match those metrics to their mission? I think the first piece of advice I could give is you'll never be able to automate anything you can't do manually. So many people don't understand what it takes to actually uh, automate vulnerability management. There's a lot of cycles that are spent in trying to collect this data. If you don't understand your your network, you're not going to fully be able to uh, gain access to the data you need. So taking the time to truly dig into your mission and understand what's out there is imperative. Uh, if you don't use the rights to the credentials, you're not going to get access to things like databases and stuff like that. Take the time. The last thing you should really be doing is trying to implement the solution until you've got it completely documented. 90% of your work needs to be spent in the planning and discovery of what's out there and what you ultimately find useful to get it. So much data can be considered worthless. Really what you need to do is ensure that you've got the same um, uh, amount of uh, or the same data coming from all the different sources within the enterprise. Make sure that you're you're using the, the proper access controls to be able to map them back to your mission. If you you know if you're a web based or web facing application, you need to have make sure that you're positioned for that. And the only way to really truly do that is to to walk through it from a tabletop exercise. Uh, it's it's easy to go in and install a piece of software, but you know uh, I can show anyone how to quickly use a firearm. But it takes you know not everyone's a sniper. You know you may be able to pull the trigger on it, but not everyone can hit a target at a thousand yards. You will not be effective with any security tool unless you take the time to learn not just how to use your tool, but how to operationalize your security tool. And, and that, to me, is the most important part of any organization that truly wishes to get the access to the data and ultimately make it uh, useful data so that they can ultimately provide a, a true measurement uh, of their security posture within the enterprise. To John's point, standardizing data. But I think the other thing that we have to think about is what is the right data to collect? And that's going to take us back to the risk assessment in understanding the objectives of the mission where are the potential risks, what controls should be implemented to mitigate those risks, which will then drive us to the metrics we need to collect. That's how we will standardize the data we collect and how they roll back. So for me, it all starts with the risk management framework that needs to be done first. That sets the foundation of how the data collection 
rolls all the way back up to the objectives of the mission so they can be communicated in a consistent way. And, and to me, that's really the, the biggest step that I think the agencies and any organization needs to take. We're really good at data collection almost anywhere in the security space. I think the biggest challenge for us is tying all that data we collect back up to a set of business or, or mission objectives that the business can understand and act on. And if we can focus on one place, it's that risk management framework. Very good, Matt. John, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. We've been talking about how to measure security and its impact on the mission. I've been speaking with Matt Alderman and John Cheerhart, both with Tenable Network Security. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.